Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yesterday, uh, Scott Moe was with us, the premier of Saskatchewan. We spent a uh, rather lengthy time with the premier. I asked him to stay longer than we'd agreed to. He stayed with us for 45 minutes, talked about a lot of things, including the Prime Minister bringing in the Emergencies Act. And uh, I mentioned on the show yesterday that we were going to be doing today what we're doing, and the Premier liked that idea, so I contacted him this morning, and Premier Mo is with us. Premier, thanks very much. Uh, two days in a row. We appreciate it very much. So um, we're looking now down the road 20 years and what people expect and what they think will help this country not only survive but prosper. From the Saskatchewan perspective, what changes would you want to see in Canada by the time we reach 2042? Well, in Saskatchewan, we have a, you know, a growth agenda that our government has had, uh, you know, efforts in place for some period of time to you know, grow uh, the investment that's coming into predominantly our natural resource industry, but also uh, growing other industries here in Saskatchewan as well. And um, what that provides us, that investment provides us with is, is really jobs and careers uh, for, you know, people that live here for the next generation, our, our kids that are, are growing up in our communities. And, and we've been successful, quite successful over the last 15 years at, at attracting this investment. And we have, uh, had to, you know, actively search uh, around the world uh, for skilled people to to actually move here and make Saskatchewan uh, their home and become Canadians. And and we've done a, you know, I think a a fairly good job of that over the course of the last 15 years. Uh, we've seen our our immigration rates uh, for much of that time uh, be at the top of of where they have been since really the formation of of the province. And so. When I, uh, in fact, we formalized this with a, a plan for growth out to 2020. I, I took part in, in forming that plan as an MLA. Uh, we consulted as MLAs with people in our respective areas of the province that we represented. And so it really became a, a plan that we had put together uh, to attract investment, create jobs, um, and, and ultimately grow our, our communities, grow our province, and then allow our government to take the proceeds of that growth and reinvest uh, into, you know, services uh, for Saskatchewan people, hospitals, schools, and we've built all of those uh, for a number of years now. And so it's, it's a plan that was made by the people. Uh, it's a plan that I think has proved to be successful as we went through the first, uh, what we called a decade of growth out to the year 2020. I was elected uh, as premier in 2018, and that was one of the very first agenda items that we got to work on was to reformulate that plan, looking out to the year 2030 and set some targets for, uh, you know, what we see the growth uh, of the potash industry looking like, what we see the growth of our agriculture industry looking like in the way of value-added uh, ingredient production as opposed to just ag- agri-food production, what we see the growth of the, the innovation sector, the technology sector here in Saskatchewan, what is that going to look like? And, you know, how is our energy sector, our oil sector, going to not only continue to grow, and yes, uh, we do have growth targets for our oil sector in Saskatchewan, 
uh, but continue to become uh, more sustainable as uh, you know as we transition how we uh, provide energy to Saskatchewan people, Canadian people, and, and the world. And so, you know, there's the opportunity that we see in front of us as a, as a province, and the opportunity that we see in front of us as Saskatchewan people. And we've had tremendous investment just in the last uh, number of months. In fact, over $13 billion in private investment in, in various industries, potash, uh, energy, uh, the forestry industry, the agriculture industry, or the agri-food industry. And so we're, we're quite you know, proud of what we think we will be able to accomplish as we find our way through COVID in Saskatchewan. And I think the same can be said for Canada. And uh, as I said yesterday, we all need to uh, just, you know, make every effort to look ahead as opposed to looking back and, uh, you know, start to come together again as Canadians so that we can achieve the, the opportunity that I firmly believe lies before us. So let's look at that for just a moment, and I, I'm, I'm glad to hear you talk about the objectives that Saskatchewan has set, your government has set, you're meeting the objectives, but then we also run into a situation where the provinces, no matter how hard they decide to move forward, no matter how diligently they prepare, you run into a federal government that can be, well, can denigrate what you're trying to do and, and put uh, roadblocks in your way. That certainly has happened with the current government as far as the western prairie provinces are concerned, Saskatchewan and Alberta. So uh, the structural or the, the structure of political power has to change in Canada, doesn't it? Must provinces have more autonomy, such as Quebec? I mean, you were on the air with me a couple of months ago, and you said that you believe Saskatchewan should have the same relationship with the federal government that Quebec does. Must provinces have more autonomy to make the decisions that really impact the people of the province and then ultimately and more broadly benefit the people of the country? Without a doubt. And, and Saskatchewan will be coming over the next number of months, uh, um, pushing for uh, not only to have uh, an equal amount of autonomy as the province of Quebec does, but to go beyond that in some cases as well. And uh, that, that ultimately is what we need to look at uh, across this nation. Uh, listen, we, we have a federal government that first, I would say, in, in light of this weekend's events, needs to lay down the, the divisive policies and, and divisive co- comments uh, right from, from the leader himself. Uh, <clears throat> if we have any chance of bringing uh, Canadians back together, you can't be calling them names. You can't be calling them racist and misogynist, things of, of that nature. So lay all of that aside and, and let's look ahead and let's look at you know, what we can do in the way of our comments and in the way of our, our policies on, on really bringing uh, this nation back together. When it comes to everything that I had just uh, mentioned to you before is, is what we're looking forward to in Saskatchewan. The same can be said, I think, as you extend across Canada and, and many, many other uh, industries. What we need our federal government to do is to uh, be just that, a federal government that you know, in, is if you think back to let's let's just go back one previous federal government. We had a government that was had ministers uh, all over the world signing uh, trade agreements, uh, participating in advancing our trade relationships with countries all around the world, including and most importantly, uh, the United States of America, which is all of our largest trading partner. Um, and setting really setting targets with respect to you know where we can make inroads uh, with the, the the products that we have in Canada. We're an export based nation. That's the source of our wealth in across this across this great nation. Um, and and as we look forward, you know, part of of working with those our customers, those countries around the world, uh, we do need to look at how our products are are produced. And you know, so there's emissions targets, for example, that are set by the federal government, rightfully so, and we don't agree with that. Um, but they need to allow the provinces and the industry uh, to 
figure out how they're going to achieve those targets without federal uh, federal involvement. Uh, they they should also consult with the provinces and the industries prior to setting those targets. It might be helpful in in actually achieving those, which has not happened uh, to this point. But at the end of the day, we need leadership from the federal government to one uh, bring bring Canadians back together in what has been a very challenging two years. Two. Um, ensure that we are united so that we can achieve everything that we can uh, as Canadians. And ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, when I when I look around the world and, and see some of the, you know, the international conflicts and challenges uh, that we have, you know, I, I look uh, into that, e- that Eastern Europe area, for example, and we see, you know, what's happening between Russia, we see uh, in Ukraine, and, and then ultimately some involvement by by the European Union. And when you look at those three regions of the world, you know, I would just ask, uh, the, you know, the question around, you know, energy security, food security, uh, communication security, economic security, which of those regions, Russia, the European Union or Ukraine, uh, has energy security, has economic security, and which one of those areas is, uh, you know, quite hesitant uh, versus, uh, you know, maybe being the aggressor in in uh, in the whole conversation that's happening there. And you know, in North America, we have to keep an eye on our energy security, our food security, communication security, and ultimately our economic security so that we can remain an independent nation. And that, that's what should be forefront with our federal government.